Empire. Hey, In the Clubhouse listeners. It's been a while since I recorded an episode, but I hope that you've been reading all the latest Washington national news and headlines at thenatsreport.com. This was a huge week for the Washington Nationals, so I wanted to hop back onto the podcast and talk about some of the amazing prospects that the Nationals got back from its trade with the Padres earlier this week. I got a chance to talk to Donovan from Friars on the Farm podcast, which is a podcast dedicated to the Padres farm system. It was a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy it and learn so much more about the brand new prospects that will be making its way up to the majors. So, let's go into the clubhouse. The minor league clubhouse, that is. Donovan, thanks so much for joining the podcast. Welcome to In the Clubhouse with the Nats Report. Yeah, well, hey, thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, thanks for just, uh, just thanks for, you know, I, I say all these, all you guys, the uh, the link to my podcast. Um, my podcast, Friars on the Farm, has been covering the Padres system since about 2018. Uh, we're about an hour south of Lake Elsinore, which up until the, uh, you know, the contraction was high A. Now it is low A, and um, we go up there. I watch a lot of baseball up there, and for the past several years, I have the MILB TV package, and uh, right after I'm done with this, I'm going to get on the 4 o'clock games back east. Uh, like, uh, Fort Wayne's playing right now. I think I'm going to watch a little bit of the um, – is it Wilmington? Is it yep. Wilmington? The Blue mm-hmm. Crabs? And uh, I want to I want to see, uh, you know, James Wood, and I want to see Robert Hassel III, who we're going to talk to in a minute. Yeah. Um. So I've spent, you know – all my other time, you know, really watching and following these guys. Awesome. I'm so looking forward to this conversation. Obviously, we have absolutely nothing to talk about. So this is definitely going to be a painful <laughs> podcast for all those play- all those listeners out there. But let's just jump seriously right into the mega trade. We'll, maybe we'll get to that a little bit after. But I really, really want to go in depth with you about the new Washington Nationals throughout the whole entire trade that you know the nationals got and uh just kind of get your over like three you know a couple of minute thoughts on each one and then as you mentioned uh robert hassel the third is actually playing in wilmington uh the, with the wilmington blue rocks um tonight so he'll get he'll make his washington nationals debut uh in the system tonight so really looking forward to it. let's just jump right into yeah. it um cj abrams um, so it's your number one overall prospect. I don't know if you want to call him a prospect anymore, being that he, um, is playing in the majors, uh, at shortstop. Um, so kind of give me what your thoughts are on him. Well, he was, a, he was our number one pick when 2020, um, hit over 400 in a complex league. And, you know, it's kind of funny with, so with COVID happened, he went to the, you know, all the teams had alternative sites mm-hmm. and here you have an 18 year old kid 
uh, you know, playing against major league and triple A uh, for the most part uh, competition. And it comes into 2021 and it just starts, you know, he just starts blowing up. He, um, you know, he is, he's got an 80 grade speed. He has a power, he has power to all fields, but what, what I feel with, with CJ is um, he's going to grow into his body. You're going to see, you guys are going to see the skinny kid. Uh, they're going to show clips of him hitting bombs, running. Um, he's really going to grow into that body. He has excellent range. And there was a lot of talk here in San Diego uh, is when Fernando Tatis Jr. comes back, what were we going to do? Were they going to put Fernando in the center field and have CJ play short? Um, he actually got the call this year because Fernando Tatis Jr. was hurt. Mm. And I feel, and a lot of Padre fans feel, he, he earned it during spring training, but certainly showed really quickly uh, that he was kind of overmatched. And then he made the adjustments. Um, he is going to be, a, a, he'll be your everyday shortstop, uh, if not later this year, certainly next year. Mm -hmm. um, I feel that he needs a little bit more seasoning in AAA. He's only got a total of what he has 73 games last season. Um, you know, what, a couple several dozen this year. Um, so there is some more uh, development to happen there, but the advanced bat, the advanced strike zone awareness, the glove is, is there and the speed, like he's got 80 grade speed. He gets on base. He's still second. Um, so he will be your everyday shortstop. Now, let me just say this for you guys that listen uh, as a lifelong Padre fan that um, has, you know, they always trade our players away. Like this is very new to all Padre fans, all of this success, all these good players, you know, we're used to having, you know, Chase Headley as like our best player or a, or a Jabari Blast. I mean, see, you guys don't even know who that is, but it's the pain of a Padre fan. So we, uh, as a Padre fan, I understand when they trade away guys and, and you, you miss them and, you know, but what I think you guys are getting back in him is just solid everyday shortstop. You know, one question I should have let off with is, you know, how eager is the Padres farm system or the management um, in promoting these guys before they're ready? Are they very conservative about it? Do they feel they have like a very good pulse about it? Like what is the average time frame for somebody that's, you know, gone from the double, you know, uh, Florida, you know, the Florida Complex League, all right, the Arizona Complex League. Yeah, so yeah. someone like C.J. Abrams, uh, if Fernando Tatis Jr. wasn't hurt, he probably would have been up later this year, or he would have been up to say he went on a, you know, on a like a like a ten day injury list. Um, they're very aggressive. You know, the kind of the knock here on the West Coast on the Padres is, and it's mostly from our Dodger uh, friend, our Dodger fans on, uh, you know, on on Twitter, is that we don't know how to develop players. Um, AJ Preller and his staff are very good at scouting, recognizing talent, and then moving it through the system. Just because the, a lot of these guys didn't make it up to the major leagues didn't mean that we didn't uh, develop them. So CJ would have been up this year. Um, it would have been, and seriously, they were considering, and even last year, Fernando Tatis Jr. played some center field there. We're going to move one of them to the outfield. And, um, you know, with some of the injury issues that they have with Fernando Tatis Jr., he was going to be kind of the odd man out going to center field, having mm -hmm. CJ Evans play. Um, they don't mind sending guys up. Like, although this year I, I could have sworn, I'm surprised Robert Hassel the third wasn't in double A. And certainly if he wasn't traded, James Wood would have seen very few days left in, in low A. Um, so they're very aggressive and they don't mind them. They want these guys challenged. They want them to fail. They want them to learn how to deal with that failure 
and to play at a higher level at a young age. Like James Woods is 19 years old. Uh, Hassel is what, 20, maybe 21 by now? Yeah. I don't think he's 21 yet. You know, so you're going to see him in the, uh, Woods is in your double A, right? Um, I, they, you know what? They really haven't, they've been very secretive about where they're sending um, their players. There really hasn't been that many announcements on Wood or the other players, but, you know, there's just a lot of ramblings. As I mentioned, Robert Hassel III, you know, just got to double A, uh, high double A, whatever, Wilmington. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's let's maybe b- b- bounce a little bit back uh, to Mackenzie Gore, starting left-handed starting pitcher. I know that he's hurt. Um, another, uh, I would say, ready major leaguer, Triple A. What are your what's your thoughts on him, really quickly? Well, uh, <laughs> quickly, we don't have quickly. I, I much like Jim Callis of MLB Pipeline is a giant uh, Mackenzie Gore fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he played a full season, just about a full season up here in Lake Elsinore. And I've seen just about every start in the minor leagues to major leagues with him um, and several in person up in Lake Elsinore and then watching him on MILB TV. What you're getting is a top of the line rotation guy. You guys that maybe saw some of the some of the first few starts of his uh, season this year Uh um, were just absolutely dominant. And those starts. You know, it's funny, those starts, he didn't have all the stuff. Like his debut, he didn't have a, he didn't have the breaking pitch, so he used the fastball. His second start, he didn't have the slider or changeup, so he used his fastball slider or a fastball uh, changeup. Like he hasn't put it all together, and still, by the time, you know, he started showing a little bit of fatigue, his ERA was almost one, was it 1.25 or 1.5? Like, and, and for me, I, I think he, um, you know, they were talking about, and Preller in our front office here, at the, well, the Padres front office is very secretive. They're very, um, you know, we're used to hearing like, oh, he has elbow issues. Um, and then, yeah. you know, no, he's not going to have Tommy John. And like a week later, he has Tommy John. Um, he did have an MRI recently. There is yeah. no structural damage to the tendon. So the so the UCL is, in, is intact. It's probably just a little bit of, um, you know, tendonitis. Coupled with, I think, I feel, because this is the most he's pitched uh, in several years. In a couple of years, uh, I think it's a little bit of fatigue. So the velo went from 97, 98 down to 90, 91, occasionally hit 94. And, you know, when you don't have the velo like that, guys try harder. And if baseball is one sport where you can't try harder. You need to kind of try less. Yeah. So he went on the IL, you know, the, the MRI came back. He passed his physicals with the Nationals because he wouldn't, they wouldn't have accepted him if not. But seriously, he will be your number one, number two guy uh, next year. And you'll be like, okay. Believe me, it's tough losing a guy like Juan Soto and and um, what you're getting in Mackenzie Gore and C.J. Abrams, both those guys, is is going to lessen the sting. You know, Mike Rizzo isn't isn't a dummy, and you know, like from from what we hear on our side of the coast is that you know the new ownership were like, no, you're going to be the bad guy and trade the most, you know, the best player in the league. We're not going to do that, you know, um, and it also lowers the value of the club so they can buy it for a little less expensive. Yeah, let's talk a little bit. Let's go with another pitcher, um, Jarlin Susanna, youngest one of the the, the bunch here. But uh, I guess I'm looking ahead at stats. Number one ranked pitcher in the international signing class. Uh, number uh, in San Diego's number ten, number fourteen from MLB Pipeline. So not a bad pitcher. Very young though. Very very young. So what have your impressions so far? 
so we we uh since he's in the complex we don't get any video uh but we have a local blog here uh called mad friars who who gets that information and they scour um they, they scour a couple of sites and they get some information from the padres that he's just been blowing guys away he throws 100 101 102 uh at a very 18 year old you know he's 18 years old we paid 100 uh 1.7 million dollars for him for a, the top bonus for a 22 uh, 19, uh 2022 international class guy uh six foot six six foot six although that's almost something there with six foot six um, <laughs> you know so you're going to have someone that is very far away from the majors, but has a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if he wasn't traded that he might have maybe made his affiliate debut this year. Uh, when it comes to guys coming out of the complex, particularly the international guys, they really want to keep them in the complex for a while to kind of establish that working ethic yeah. that, you know, the arm care, they're just learning how to be a professional ball player. You know, the college guys that they signed can get out to a ball and, and, and be okay with that. They really want to, uh, and since they spent so much money on him, they really want to make sure that he's he is dialed in before he moves out to an affiliate. Um, one of the things you have with the 18 year old that throws so hard and he's hit 102 um, is you know is Tommy John. It's certainly throwing that hard that young isn't ideal. Although the numbers are flashy, it's nice to hear. You go hell yeah, he throws 102. Um, even even so, you know, in the next, you know, if he does have Tommy John, say in the next. Uh, Next year, he makes a affiliate ball, and he blows out his elbow. He's 19 years old. Yeah, and Tommy too. John no longer is a death sentence to pitchers, and his development might just be pushed back one, uh, just just one year or so. Okay, let's let's jump around. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you and not tell you where I'm going next. Uh, let's do James Wood. So San Diego's number third prospect overall, um, 88 overall prospect on MLB. So what are your thoughts? One of my thoughts is this was the linchpin in the trade. And Mackenzie Gore is great. CJ Abrams has tons of, you know, tons of potential as a major leaguer, but James Wood is where we all thought. And even myself thought where he's not going to go because AJ Preller does not want to get rid of James Wood. James Wood is six foot seven. Um, he is a, he, he's lanky. He is a beast. Um, I've seen this kid, like we talked to him on, I talked to him on Sunday and his first at bat, he had a ball opposite field, 430 feet. And he barely even swung. The The thing with James is you're going to notice and that you might've read some of, uh, from Keith law is, is he doesn't look like he cares. He doesn't look like he's interested in playing. Believe me, that is far from the truth. And you're going to see it. Like mostly when you watch guys walk up to the plate, you know, they got the bat and they're kind of looking at the pitcher and they're just kind of like, Swinging the bat, he walks up to the plate like he's holding a cane, like he's walking his dog. And you go, "Whoop! This guy doesn't look like he wants to play ball." And then he gets up there and, and he just crushes one. Um, he has certainly done the work to stay in center field. There's yet to be seen. He's very young, um, but he has the speed to stay in center field, and he has a work ethic to to stay there. Uh, the bat is absolutely electric. The power comes easy. And it's one of the, if you, uh, if your listeners listen to the uh, episode, I, you know, I asked him like, a lot of your home runs were middle in low in and you hit it to the opposite field. And he's like, that's, that's where, you know, I, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love you know, personality. I, I, I was really bummed because I, you know, getting to know the kid, we, we did a, um, we did a, a, a fundraiser for adopt a minor leaguer 
mm -hmm. uh, with him and Jackson Merrill. And, you know, he's a Boris client. Like when I did that with Mackenzie Gore, I had to go through the Boris organization, had to throw them all the information. Uh, uh... <laughs> right. You know, um, who doesn't, who, who likes that guy? Um, <laughs> with, with James, he was like, I'm like, who do I, so do I need to get a hold of your agent or anything? He's like, no, just do whatever, you know? Um, but, but don't be, uh, you know, you guys that watch the minor leagues, don't be thrown off by what looks like a lack of talent, what looks like a lack of effort. Um, someone who I often uh, kind of give the comparison to is when Robinson Cano came up. He was so good. He just made everything look effortless. So a lot of the, a lot of the knocks on him was always oh, lazy. Oh, he, you know, he's just, he's not throwing the ball hard to first base. Well, he does it so well and so easily that it looks like he's not trying that hard. Mm. Um, and that's what you're going to get in James Wood. So he's going to be your center fielder, if not a corner outfielder, that's going to hit, you know, 25, 30 bombs, um, has a, a really good uh, strike zone awareness and could hit for power. Now I say that about all these guys is they are prospects. That was yeah. a ball. He was certainly on his way up to high A. Um, and there's going to be a couple of years of development there. But believe me, you have a high, uh, high caliber player there that certainly could develop into, uh, you know, just something special. Okay, last person. We're keeping with the outfield. One minute or less. I know it's hard because <laughs> I'm like getting so excited at hearing all these awesome prospects. Honestly, like I was a little bit nervous. Prospects are a gamble opposed to a known thing. Um, but after hearing stuff, reading stuff, now talking to you, like I am psyched. I want to start hitting up the minor league system for the NAS report. So we'll definitely hopefully get a chance to talk to some of these people. Um, really quickly, Robert Hassel III, go. He, he's, he's not called Bobby Barrels for nothing. Wow. The kid has opposite field power, easy opposite field power. Uh, most, a lot of his home runs are to the opposite field. He has been working on it, and they're trying to get him to pull the ball more often, but he lets the ball travel so far into the strike zone, and his bat hands are so solid that he hits the ball opposite field all the time. Now, where he's playing right now at Parkview Field in Fort Wayne is a large ballpark. So he certainly has the power, hits for average. He's just lost the, the batting average lead in high A. He's gone through a little bit of a rough patch, but the kid works hard. He is going to be a solid outfielder. Um, he truly can stick in center field as well. He's done a lot of work on the defense. So, like, you got some really solid ball players, and I can't wait to watch. I'm going to continue watching these guys, not only with the minor leagues, but once they get to the major leagues, because that's kind of the fun thing about having a minor league podcast is – you know, you get to know these guys and you watch them and you, you get to watch these guys develop in other systems and become major leaguers. Quickly. Awesome. This was honestly the, one of the best conversations and the most intelligent conversations I've had about this. So thanks so much for joining the podcast, Donovan. Um, quickly, overall grade of the trade from San Diego to the Nats. We're going to strike Luke Voigt because he's a major leaguer. Um, but okay, but we he, he quickly became a fan favorite because of the chest moss with the unbuttoned shirt. Um, all the women of, of Padres Twitter and the fans love that. Uh, we love a guy that's fired up. It's an A on both sides. Like really, uh, Mike Rizzo. As much as you guys probably don't like him right now, he got plenty of what what you guys you know he got what he wanted, and he got you know, Hassel, he got James Wood, he got Mackenzie Gore, he got guys that are, if not going to be major leaguers now, 
will be solid contributors in, in the future. So I, I certainly think it was working for um, for both sides. You know, uh, we have not won a ring yet. We have to get through the damn doctors. That's another <laughs> word we don't like to say. But, um, you know, I really appreciate you having me come on. And anytime we have a trade like this, uh, I, can, I can talk Padre minor leaguers all day. Awesome. Where can my followers and uh, listeners find you? Well, we're on all, all streaming platforms from Spotify to Apple to Google Play, uh, Friars on the Farm. Uh, we are the Friars. Uh, they are on the farm. Uh, find me on Twitter at SD Donovan. And you can find us on, uh, on Twitter as well, Friars on the Farm. Awesome. We're going to put all these links to the resource, uh, your, your, your social media stuff. Donovan, thanks so much. I hope you have a great evening. Um, Go Nats. All right. I love it. Go Nats. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.